Spirituality creates influence in the church, but success gives you greater influence in the marketplace. And make no mistake about it, the marketplace is the primary concern for the expansion of the kingdom. Welcome to 83K Nation. Dr. Keith Johnson here, your Christian success strategist. This show is all about empowering you with the strategies, skills, tactics, and tools to help you reach your next personal, professional, and financial summits to increase your influence, impact, and income fast. Commandment number eight, thou shalt not be inconsistent. One of the greatest things that I see that causes people to fail is inconsistency. You see, if you're gonna win in the marketing game, you must be persistent and constant. It's not the big splash on the rock that causes the rock to be corroded away. It's the constant and steady drip. Listen, your marketing needs to be daily. Every single day, letting people know who you are, letting people know why you exist, bringing awareness marketing to people, and making offers for people to buy your services and your product. Welcome 83K Nation. I'm so excited that you've joined me for the 10 Commandments of Marketing. Moses had his 10 commandments that he gave to the children of Israel. If they followed through on those Ten Commandments and obeyed them, he said in Deuteronomy 28 that the children of Israel would experience the blessings of God, positive outcomes in their lives. But if they did not uh, do the Ten Commandments and they violated one or two of them or more of them, they would experience the curse, or can we say, negative outcomes in their life. In the same way today, I want to give you my 10 commandments of marketing. If you follow these 10 commandments, here's what I'm going to tell you. You're going to get known. You're going to sell more product and you're going to be able to grow and scale your business. Now, before we get into these 10 commandments of marketing, I want to just share where I was years ago. I personally started out as a pastor. I was pastoring a church, but I felt in my heart that God wanted to use me in a significant way, literally all over the world. And so I left that church and off I went to go and be a speaker at different churches, at leadership conferences, uh, and business seminars all over the world. That was my dream. And guess what? I failed miserably. Now, I'll never forget the day I was sitting in my office. I was crying, tears coming down my face, not coming out of my nose, because I looked at my calendar and I had no bookings whatsoever. And then I looked at the stack of bills on my desk and I'm sitting there thinking, how in the world am I going to get out of this? 
And in the middle of crying, I just looked up and I said, God, I need an answer. All of a sudden, my phone rang. And it was a friend of mine. And he says, uh, hey, uh, you know, what's going on? You don't sound too well. I said, I don't, I don't. I, I got to tell you, man, I, I don't have any place to go. You know, seems like nobody wants me to come and speak. And I got bills that are stacked up. And I don't know what to do. And he says, well, what have you been doing? I said, well, I've been praying. I've been fasting and, you know, waiting by the phone for someone to call me and to ask me to come speak. <laughs> and on the other line, I heard him start to laugh hysterically. And I'm like, thanks a lot, buddy. He says, oh, man, he says, I, I know you're a spiritual man. He says, but here's your problem. You can pray until you're blue in the face, but nobody knows you. I'm like, what? He says, yeah, nobody knows you. I said, yeah, but God knows me and I'm praying to God and I'm believing that God will speak to other people and move on other people to invite me to come speak. And he laughed again and he said, the problem is, he said, it's this. He said, people aren't listening to God. I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's, that's true. And he says, no, 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 no. He says, you've got to do the work of calling, letting people know who you are, letting people know the services that you provide, the messages that you can speak to help their churches, to help their leadership teams. You got to get on that phone and let people discover you and know you before they're ever going to invite you. And I'm like, wow. And I never thought of that. And he says, yep. He said, uh, I do it every day. Every day I make 25 phone calls a day to people who don't know me. And I'm like, are you serious? Phone calls? Oh, no, I didn't know. This is what I got signed up for. And of course, it was at that moment that I realized, wow, my biggest problem was that nobody knows me and I have to do what I need to do to get known. I want you to think about this. Like everybody talks about the Kardashians, the Kardashians, the Kardashians, right? And what, what are they really? Well, the Kardashians are, number one, they're rich. Number two, they are very famous. Why is that? It's not because they're mentally rich or spiritually rich, but the reason why they are famous and rich and wealthy is because they're great marketers. Oh, yeah. See, they use sex. They use nudity. They use drama, right, to get people's attention on them. And ladies and gentlemen, that is marketing. When I go and pastors ask me to speak or they ask me to speak at big business conferences, I will stand sometimes before thousands of people and I'll say, okay, what business are you in? And people will start raising their hands. Come on, I just want to hear from some of you. 
Say, what business are you in? People start raising their hands. They say, okay, what are you? Oh, I'm a plumber. And what are you? I'm in sale. I'm a salesman. Okay, what are you? Oh, I'm in roofing. And other guys, oh, oh, I, I'm a contractor. I build houses. I, I'm in real estate. And I start pointing around the room. Everybody's in, everybody tells me what business they think they are in. And I said, now here's the problem. None of you told me the real business that you're in. See, the real business that you're in is, first of all, you are a marketer. Uh-huh. Why? Because if nobody knows who you are, right? Here's the thing. You don't even have a business. And you will go out of business eventually. <laughs> so I want you to get that. You are a marketer before anything else. And that's when I realized this. When I failed. Whoa, I'm a marketer. And my friend told me, he said, hey, Keith, in this business, you need to know the three P's of success. I said, what are they? He says, it's promote promote and promote again. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. But what is promoting? Promoting is simply bringing awareness to people of your products, your services, and your brands on how you help people solve their problems, how you help people meet their needs, or how you heal their pains and their hurts that they have in life. It's just bringing awareness, letting people know they have to hear, they have to see. That's promoting, promoting, promoting. Now, what is marketing? I want you to get this. Marketing is the art and science of discovering and developing in other people a desire for more and more of your products, services, and the opportunities that you are providing. Oh, that is so good. It's the art and science of getting discovered and then developing in the hearts of other people a desire for what you have. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what marketing is all about. Now, it's interesting that God is a marketer. Because I've heard some people make bad comments about the subject of marketing, the subject of getting known. And we hear like little side things, especially if you're a spiritual person, like, oh, I just want to make Jesus famous. And I, I get that. Yeah. But remember, God told Abraham, God says, I'm going to make your name great. Meaning, Abraham, I'm going to make you famous. And I need to make you famous, you known, so that you will make me known. Because if you're not known, you're not going to tell very many people about me. And you got to understand that God is a marketer. What do you think about this? God had a product. What was the product? Ho, ho. Something very valuable. What was that? His only begotten son, Jesus. Hmm. 
So what did God do? God started to promote. God started to tell of the future coming of his product, right? That was full of benefits. He was going to come. He was going to forgive people of their sins. He was going to heal sick bodies. He was going to deliver those who were in darkness. He was going to what? Proclaim the year of Jubilee. This product was going to bring great benefit to all of humanity. He started talking about it way before Jesus showed up. And then we know that the promotion, once he was born in the earth, we know that there was promotion going on, right? Remember how the angels came and announced the birth of Jesus? Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Woo! Let's get the word out. Promote, promote. He's here. He's here. Even God had to get the word out. Think about that. Then what happened? Hey, let's take this man named John. John the Baptist. <laughs> wow. John, he was a crazy guy, man. He, he came eating locusts and wild honey. He was a wild guy. He was outside of the box of the religious people. He, he, he yelled real loud. He wore crazy clothes and he kept saying, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So he was being announced. Jesus was being promoted and God was using different forms to let people know about Jesus. Let them discover. Let people then not only discover but then develop a desire in their hearts. Oh, this is the Messiah. This is who we've been looking for. It's very interesting when you start to look at it from this perspective. So now that we realize, oh, wow, what marketing is, and we start realizing that God is a marketer, then we can begin to see that we need to be a marketer of our own life. So many of you are speakers, authors, coaches, consultants, and you're, you, you have a message and you have a great heart. You have a great heart. You're a good person. But where you're failing is you're failing in this area of marketing because you're an amateur marketer. And so I want to give you the 10 commandments of marketing that's going to help you to get no, right? To be able to sell more products that can help more people and to be able to grow and scale your business. Let's strap on our seatbelts. Let's dive right into commandment number one. Thou shalt put no other activities before marketing. Now listen, we're not talking about the Ten Commandments of the moral law. We're talking about marketing, okay? <laughs> and in marketing, 
you shall put no other activities before marketing. And what I run into a lot of times is a lot of people, they put a lot of other activities before marketing. So they, they put, oh man, I, I got I to gotta put leadership development before marketing. I got to keep training my leaders and training my leaders. Or they got all of this, I got to work on sales before marketing. Or I got to work on my service before marketing. I, I got to work on my website before marketing. I got to do this. I got to do this. No, 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 no. Thou shalt put no other activities before marketing. Why? Your number one problem that you have is nobody knows you. You are living in obscurity. And so if Obscurity is your problem, then you have to become findable. People need to know where you are. They got to hear your name. They got to hear about your services. They got to hear that you are the answer to the problem that they are looking for. So you've got to be findable. You've got to be seen. You've got to be heard. You must make yourself being known as your number one priority. Now there's two types of marketing and it's important to understand. Number one is awareness marketing. Awareness marketing is letting people know who you are. So that's all about mastering what I call the three W's. You got to master letting people know what you do. You got to master letting people know why you're doing it. And you got to master letting people know who you're doing it for. The second type of marketing is offer marketing. This is all about giving people an opportunity to spend money with you. So you're marketing awareness, letting people know Then the other thing you got to be marketing is, wait a minute, I have a product that is for sale. Because if you're not marketing first, making sales second, you don't have a business or you don't have any money that's going to fuel the expansion and growth of your business. Now, here's a big mistake people make. They try to sell someone something when they don't know you first. Oh, big mistake. They try to sell, man, before the person knows. And that's huge. That's kind of like, right? Like you're a single guy and you want to date somebody and you just walk up to them, right? And you just give them a kiss right on the lips. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, like you're a single guy and, and, and you want to kiss the woman, but you don't just walk up and kiss the woman. What do you got to do? You got you to gotta get to know her. You got you to gotta get her to know you so that she knows you, so that she trusts you. Then after that, after she's aware of you, knows a little bit about you, then she might say, hey, you know what? I kind of like this guy. 
So they got to know, like, and what? And trust you first. Because that people buy from people that they trust. So very, very important. If people don't know you, know, like, and trust, people won't flow you money. So awareness marketing, getting out there, getting your name, your services, your product, what you're doing, telling the world about it, being a preacher of the good news of what you do is so, so, so very important. So commandment number one, I want to say it again. Thou shalt put no other activities before marketing. Because nothing happens. No sales happen. The cash register does not ring, ring ching, 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 ching. <laughs> until you market first. Commandment number two. Thou shall honk your own horn. <laughs> oh man, so many of us were brought up, right? With our moms telling us, now don't honk your own horn. Now don't talk good about yourself. Don't, no, don't do that. That's wrong to talk good about yourself. Hmm. Let's really think about that. If we don't talk good about ourselves, our services, our products, who in the world is going to talk about it? Hmm. So if you want to stay in obscurity and you want to just let everybody just magically somehow discover the good things that you're doing, don't honk your own horn. But hey, Jesus even said, hey, go preach the gospel. <laughs> God understands people need somebody honking a horn to get attention. Preach the good news. Right? So go honk the horn of how good God is. That's awesome. But you also... Gotta honk the horn on how great you are and what you're doing to help the world. Now, here's the thing about honking horns. What do, what do you honk a horn? I remember when I was in high school, I had this Opal GT, it's a little tiny car. You should look it up. It's like a little tiny, it's like a little sports car. And my stepfather hooked up a big horn on it from a semi and so all my buddies we loved we'd, we'd cram in that little car together and we would drive through town and uh, especially when it's during festival time and we would drive by people on the sidewalk and we would push that horn and and it would just like and it would scare people and we would laugh and we just have such a good time honking that horn but honking that horn did what? It got people's attention. People were going this way. We honked a horn. They turned around and they looked at us. And this is such a very, very, very important point. Getting attention from people. Attention is the new currency. Wow. And so you got to make noise. 
You got to do something different. You got to stand out. Think about this. God needed to get Moses' attention. Right? So what happens? Hmm. It's caused this bush over here to be on fire in the middle of a desert. Moses is out there and out the side of his eye, he sees a bush on fire. And the scripture says he turned to look at it. God was getting Moses' attention. And then once he got his attention, he started talking to him. And Moses says, hey man, what's your name? <laughs> we know God said, I am. You see, you got to get people's attention. And, because, and then once you get people's attention, they'll want to know your name. It's not who you know, it's who knows you. That's important. You want other people to know you. Not you just knowing them. And that requires you to take to get attention. Think about this. At the Super Bowl, 30 seconds, 30 seconds during the Super Bowl, people pay $7 million for a commercial for 30 seconds. To do what? To get attention. Now, there's 8 billion people on the planet. There's plenty of people on the planet who can buy your services. There's no shortage of people. Your job with these 8 billion people is to find the people who you could get attention with and point them to your products and your services. Now, here's the... Here's the big bomb of a question I want to share with you. Would you want a billion dollars or a billion people knowing you? Which one would you rather have? A lot of people would pick, I want a billion dollars. But no, you want a billion people knowing you. Think about that. If a billion people know you, that's the possibility of you making eight billion dollars per month because every person who's on your email list is worth one dollar a month in marketing <laughs> i'd rather have the eight billion people on my email list than the eight billion dollars because i can make billions every single month wow now Think about this with Jesus. Jesus used marketing. It's interesting, isn't it? Jesus got people's attention with what? Signs and wonders. He went around raising the dead. I'd think that's getting attention. He went around healing the sick, healing the deaf, healing the blind, raising the lame, <laughs> walking on water, multiplying fishes, getting money out of fish's mouth, I'd say that's, that's attention getting. Not only did he do signs and wonders, number two, he was a contrarian. He got attention by not saying what everybody else is saying. There's some people who are just regurgitating old stuff people been saying for years and years and years. Like I run into a lot of authors, speakers, and coaches. Oh, well, you know, what do you do? Oh, I'm a leadership coach. I'm like, John Maxwell's got that space. You don't need that space. And, and, he, and he's got his wannabe, you know, 50,000 other, quote, leadership coaches 
that went through his training. There's plenty of leadership coaches in the world. Why do we need another one? Right? No, he, Jesus was a contrarian. He says, some have said this, but I say this. And that was lifting eyebrows. What? You, you, you're saying stuff that nobody else is saying. He was speaking different things. You see, you want to be different. That's part of marketing. That's part of getting attention. If there's one Walmart on the store, there's no need for another Walmart on the same road. What do you need on that road? If you got one Walmart, you need a Target. Walmart's blue, Target's red. So you want to be different. Why do some of the marketers online show their mansions, their expensive Lambos, Rolls Royces? They show money, they flop around money. Why do they do that? It's like everybody's like, oh, look at these people, look at these people. They're just showing off, showing off, showing off. Why do they do that? Because success gets attention. That's right. And so here's what I know. Nobody wants to see the conditions of Harry the hobo on the side of the road. Failure gets nobody's attention. Poverty, nobody wants to see pictures of Kids shriveled up with their stomachs hanging out. Nobody wants to see that. What do they? What gets people's attention? Success gets people's attention. So that's what you want to become, a successful person, right? So some people like, I wore this shirt on purpose. The shirt is it's pretty wild. It's got a, lot of, got a lot of colors on it, right? I could have wore a suit with the tie, but I said, no, I want to. I want to show people that this shirt is not a cheap shirt. I'll just tell you, it's a Robert Graham shirt, limited edition. They don't even call their shirts art. They, they say it's art. It's, it's, this is an art. I'm wearing art. I mean, it's like a whole nother level. And, and these shirts can cost anywhere between, uh, you know, maybe $400 to, there's some of them that are like 1200 bucks, right? Now, some of you would say, whoa, that's ridiculous. I'd never wear that. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, and that's too wild. That, that, I would never wear that. I get it. But watch. If I wear a beige button-down shirt and I walk through the mall, is that going to get anybody's attention? No. No, there's... There's nothing unique. There's nothing different about a beige shirt. Beige is boring. If that's your favorite color, you need to change it up, my friend. But I, I wear these shirts. Someone says, that's a waste of money. That's a waste of money. Oh, yeah? I wore this shirt to a conference and shirts like this where there was a bunch of very, very wealthy people, let's put it that way. Some billionaires, many hundred million plus. And guess what? I became known at the conference as the guy that wears the beautiful shirts. And so the whole conference, I had people coming to me, man, that's a cool shirt. What happens? It opened up conversation. One guy that I met while I was wearing the shirt, 
He asked me what I did. I explained what I did. I helped grow and scale businesses from 1 million to 10 million, 10 million to 100 million. And we developed a relationship and he became a client with me at $120,000. Now question, do you think the $500 I spent on this shirt was worth it? <laughs> oh my friend, oh yes, it was worth it. There's a famous proverb that says, if you wanna go fast, go alone. But if you wanna go far, go together. But a wealthy mindset says, I want both. Let's go farther, faster. That's why you should apply to join 83K Society. 83K Society is an exclusive private group of Christian entrepreneurs focused on generating an extra 83K a year, perhaps 83K per month, 83K per week, or even 83K per day. Each month, we develop our mastery in the three pillars of success, confidence, leadership, and wealth. We do this through monthly coaching symposiums, expert multi-millionaire interviews, mastermind meetings, and a one-year millionaire in the making, highly specialized content you can only find in this group. Meet the fastest growing group of Christian millionaires. For a free 60-day trial, head on over to 83ksociety.com. Commandment number three. Thou shall be the distraction. Oh man, I love this one. Thou shall be the distraction. You see, I want to help you develop the competitive edge. What do we know about today's world? There is more distractions today than ever before. Why? Because of this thing right here. Now we carry with us everywhere we go. We go in the bathroom, we've got this. <laughs> We're watching TV, we got this. We're laying in the bed with our wives and our spouses and what do we got? We got this everywhere. We go, we are carrying a distraction that can interrupt us at any moment, at any time. And what you need to do, right? Distraction is what is stopping you from achieving higher levels of success in life because you're distracted all day. And if you could get focused for two hours with no distractions, you can produce eight hours of work. So the enemy to your potential is distractions and everybody's distracted. I guarantee you, you are. So I call it the cell phone strategy. Why? People are looking at their cell phones 96 to 400 times a day. I want you to think about this. So they're being distracted all day long. And what do you want to be? <laughs> I want to be the distraction on the cell phone. I don't want other people distracting me. I want to be the distraction on the cell phone. Some of you are consumers of the distractors. 
You don't want to be a consumer. You want to be a producer. You want to be the distractor, not the consumer of distractions. Now, there's different types of attention you can get. Number one, you can do a whole lot of distracting on social media. People, what are they? they they're looking at the phones. What are they looking at? They're, they're scrolling through all their social media, whatever one they like the best, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. They're, they're distracted by that. So what do you want to do? You want to be the distractor. Now, what I tell people is I say, listen, find your sword and master one before you go to the next. Find one social media platform and master that. Market it, market it, market it, market it. Learn the ins and outs and how to use it. Master that weapon. Then you expand from one to the other. Some of you are trying to, trying to be on 10 different ones and you're overwhelmed. And you're no good on any of them. Master one. Focus on one. The second thing is paid ads. Through paid ads, what? You, you can become the distraction. Someone's watching a YouTube. We, we, have, we have ads running on YouTube where people are watching people I know and all of a sudden, boop, I pop in. My brother the other day, he's watching something about politics and bam, I come up and he texts me. He said, he said man, I'm watching YouTube TV and you pop up. My brother. I'm like, what? <laughs> You see, here's, here's the nugget. Uh, you, you have a business once you start paying for ads. Until you start paying for ads, learn how to master those, you really don't have a business yet. But here's the bomb. He who spends the most money for attention ends up winning. That's right. Whoever's willing to spend the most money gets known. Now, they, we have a company here called Morgan & Morgan. Uh, from the time I moved here to Florida 30 years ago, this Morgan & Morgan guy was on TV. I mean, he runs ads after ads. For 32 years, he's been running ads here. And then he just expands. He's got billboards. He's, he's on social media. He's just, man, just so, so many. And it's been interesting as I've watched him throughout the years. He, at first, he says, I'm the number one attorney in Tampa. Then it went from Tampa to the Tampa Bay area. Then it went from Tampa to, to the state of Florida. Now, now, now he's the number one firm that he, he claims in the world. Why? What do I know about him? How did he become so successful? He was willing to pay to get attention and the other attorneys were not. The third way is, is through billboards. Now, I have uh, my real estate agent, the reason why I hired her on my last house is when, when, when she gets a client and she's going to sell your home, she goes out front and she puts out the biggest billboards. I mean, you know how most, most agents have like this little square like this? Not her. Uh-uh. She's like supersizes. It's like it's like the whole size of my studio. One big sign. She has pictures of the, of the house inside. She has big in, in red, you know, the, the house we had for sale. You know, estate for sale. She had that. She had pictures of our house. She had it outlined of, of how many rooms it was, square footage. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, but she's known in our town. 
for her big signs. So you got you to gotta see here that you got to be willing to invest. What's she willing to do? She's willing to invest in marketing to get known, to make this house known. Because you see, my friend, if you believe in your product, really believe that what I'm doing can help people, you got to invest in getting people to know about that product. Free will only take you so far. Commandment number four, I got to be quick. Thou shalt focus on becoming best known. Oh, notice that. I didn't say the best. I said best known. Best known will always beat best. Think about this. McDonald's sells more hamburgers than any other chain in the world. Question, does McDonald's have the best hamburgers? Oh, no. They're horrible. McDonald's the best? No, but they're the best known. Nike shoes. Uh, <laughs> I was seeing all these, all these kids get Michael Jordan night tennis shoes. I'm like, man, I gotta go get me some. Be, be cool, be hip like the young guys. I put on a pair of those. I'm like, these shoes are horrible. Nike shoes are the worst tennis shoes on the planet. Period. Talk to anybody who knows anything about shoes. But they're the best known. Is Starbucks the best coffee? No. Is Coke the best soda? No, it's horrible for you. So what you want to do is not focus on becoming the best. You want to focus on becoming the best known. Wow. You want to be best known in your city, best known in your state, best known in the world. Chick-fil-A, when I moved here 32 years ago, Chick-fil-A had a store in the mall that we went to. And man, they had great, what, what they have today, it, they, they had 32 years ago. But what took them so long? Marketing. They were weak in marketing, strong in food, weak in marketing. Nobody knew who they were. So he who spends the most money getting attention wins. I remember uh, one of my uh, people who help us carry, he slipped in Walmart and fell. He hired Morgan and Morgan because he's the biggest in the world. Now he slips in Walmart on their, on their floor, hurts his back, calls, quote, Morgan and Morgan, the biggest in the world. And guess what? He lost the case. So it's not that they're the best. I discovered, oh, Morgan and Morgan's not the best. They're just the best known. Hmm. See, so we got to get attention and then we push repeat. We keep doing what we've been doing. Commandment number five. Thou shalt pretend everyone is blind and deaf. <laughs> I love this one. See, you got to act like nobody is seeing or hearing your marketing. Too many people assume that people are seeing their stuff. I mean, I'm amazed. I mean, I have people who like, oh, my dad died uh, uh, and I, I was hurt. 
I was hurt, Keith. I said, why were you hurt? Well, my dad died and you, you didn't even, you didn't even send me an email. You didn't even give me a call. I'm like, how was I supposed to know your, your, your dad died? Well, I posted on social media. I'm like, <laughs> and they think like, oh yeah. Or, or they say, oh yeah, man, I sent you an email. You didn't respond to my email. I'm like, I, I never, you know how many emails I get? I sent you a letter. I sent a postcard. And so you got to realize, you if you're going to master marketing, you've got to realize and think, everybody that you send stuff to, they are deaf, they are blind, and you got to keep sending it. Never, never, never assume your emails are seen. The letters you send, that they receive them. The postcards. Never assume that your social media ads are getting to people. Never assume that people are watching your television shows. Never assume that they're getting your voice messages and on and on and on. What's the law? Always act like they never get it and keep doing it and doing it and doing it until they tell you, all right, that's it. I got it. I understand what you're asking of me, all right? Commandment number six, thou shall not move slow. Mm. Speed to market is key. Some of you are like, man, I want to do something with the absolute excellence. So it takes you a whole year to put what you want to put together. No, 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 friend. You see, fast is more important than excellence. You see, you got to get it out there. If you have a solution to a problem, you have, you have a way to meet someone's need. If you have the ability to heal somebody's pain or ache or hurt, you've got to get the message out and get it out fast. And the key is, is get it out fast. Sometimes it's ugly when you first put it out, but excellence is all about this. Excellence is about the continual pursuit of improvement. Put it out there ugly and then make improvements instead of waiting a year. Speed is your greatest asset today. The first one to the market wins. McDonald's, they won because they were first to the market in the fast food hamburger chain, right? Now, a lot of people say, oh man, this world is all, it's like a microwave society. Everything is fast. Yeah, when are you going to get that? So stop going so slow and get to the market. Do it fast. Commandment number seven, thou shall study marketing every single day. Hmm. I know what some of you've heard, but let me tell you something. Marketing trumps sales. Marketing trumps leadership studies. Marketing trumps location. Marketing. When you are a great marketer, marketer you can have poor leadership but still grow a big company. <laughs> when you're great at marketing, you can have a horrible sales team but still make sales. When you're a great marketer, you could be in a horrible location and people will still flock to come get what you have. All right? So 
Thou shalt study marketing. That's who you are. You must master this subject and do it every day. And some of you have, don't even have one book on your bookshelf about marketing. You need to listen to this over and over and over. Commandment number eight. Thou shalt not be inconsistent. Oh, man. One of the greatest things that I see that causes people to fail is inconsistency. You see, if you're going to win in the marketing game, you must be persistent and constant. It's not the big splash on the rock that causes the rock to be corroded away. It's the constant and steady drip. And some of you are inconsistent. You'll post one day and then wait two weeks later. You'll, you'll do a marketing blast and then a month later do another one. Or maybe one month you do a challenge and you don't do the one, one the next month. And you wait another month. And you wait another month. Then you do another one. Then I'm going to do another one. And there's no consistency. Listen, your marketing needs to be daily. You need to be having outgo, not income, not inflow, outgo. You need to be every single day letting people know who you are, letting people know why you exist, letting people know who your avatar is. Every single day, bringing awareness marketing to people and making offers for people to buy your services and your product. Think about this, Tiger Woods, he, why is he great? How did he become so great? Every day from the time he was a child, he's out there hitting the golf club. Larry Bird, amazing guy, amazing guy. Uh, he practices 503 throws a day, 500. They hired him for a Coke commercial. Say, hey, listen, we got this Coke commercial and we want you to take a drink of, of, of Pepsi and then we want you to shoot the ball and we, we, and we want you to miss it. And then we want you to take a drink of Coke and we want you to shoot the, shoot the ball and then the ball goes right in the hoop. <laughs> and he took a drink of Pepsi, he shot, and the ball just went in the hoop. He couldn't miss the basket. Wow. Wow, because it was automatic. It was automatic. Mike Tyson, whew. man, what a, what a boxer. What a, what a legend. 2,500 setups a day. That's why his body looked like it did. 2,500 a day. Whew. Wow. You see, you need to be the first person that comes on people's minds. If you're not the first one, you're the last one. You want to be first. Frequency leads to greatness over a period of time. Commandment number nine. Thou shalt not fear making one more contact. Oh, man. 
so many people, they like get so worried, man. Oh, am I sending too many emails? When you think, am I sending too many emails? Send one more email. Oh, am I making too many phone calls? When you think you're making too many phone calls, make one more phone call. Hey, this is Keith. I know, I know, I, I, I'm like a pest control man I, 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 about this, but man, I'm following up, I'm staying on you. Make that one more call. Don't be afraid of, of them saying that, you know, saying no. At least you get an answer, right? And then when they say no, ask one more time. Because <laughs> here's, here's what I know. No one thing can blow a deal. It, it, they're not going to say, man, I am no, I'm not going to hire you because you just... You're just too persistent and you're too excited to get my business. I've never had anybody say that to me. I've never had anybody say that to me. Here's what I do know. I do know that my team has lost thousands, thousands of dollars in sales because they didn't follow up with people and stay following up on people until they say no. I've seen it in my own marketing program. Staying in contact with people one year, two year, three year. And all of a sudden on the third year, I call again. And that person says yes. And it turns into sales generated for our company that I thought, wow, what if I wouldn't have made that one more call? So keep emailing, keep texting, keep stopping by, keep shaking hands, keep going to events, keep asking, keep networking until people say no and then ask just one more time. That's all I'm asking you. But realize today it takes 13 times people hearing you, seeing you, 13, used to be three, 13 plus times before someone's going to say, hey, I, I think I, I know you. I like you. I trust you. I'm ready to buy. Commandment number 10, thou shall be omnipresent. <laughs> oh, God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. And that's what you want to be. You want to be everywhere. You want to be on social media. You, you want a podcast. You want billboards. You want radio. You, you want interviews. You, you want to be on the news. You want to be in the bookstores. You, you, you want to be seen and in as many possible places as you can. So the one thing you don't want to do is only be locked into one place, one area of marketing, and that's it. Be omnipresent, my friend. I hope you have enjoyed this. Listen, I want to give you an opportunity to be part of our 83K Society. This society is a group of aspiring millionaires and those who I've already trained to be millionaires and multi-millionaires. And every single month, we have a program like this, a training like this, that brings great content, great material to help you build your personal, professional, and financial life.
And what, we're, what we do is we offer you a free 60-day test drive of being part of this 83K Society. It's a membership. And we give you the first 60 days free. We have monthly coaching calls done by me and some of my other multimillionaire friends. And I have a whole vault of training on the three pillars of success, confidence, leadership, and wealth. And you can go into that vault and you can get training from me and others. Also, every single month, I interview a multimillionaire and give you special access to listen to some of these people who have built, I mean, billion dollar corporations. Uh, our last one was Pat Williams, co-owner of the Orlando Magic. This is the caliber people that I bring. And if you're interested in becoming part of this elite group of kingdom believers who want to make a big difference in the world, want to make a fortune, I want to invite you to be part of this incredible membership. We have a 52-week training program where you, you get an email every week from me on how to develop the millionaire mindset. It's, it's an incredible program. And hey, all you gotta do is click the link below, get signed up and register for it. Again, you get, get it for free for 60 days. God bless you. I hope you've enjoyed these 10 commandments. Like I said at the beginning, if you'll do them, Here's what I'll tell you. You won't live in obscurity. You will get known. Number two, you will begin to sell more and more of your services and your products. And number three, you will begin to grow and scale your businesses. If you've enjoyed this, do me a favor. We want to hear from you. Would you share? Would you post? Would you like? Would you comment? Would you leave a review? Thank you so much for being part of this 83K Nation experience with the 10 Commandments of Marketing. Godspeed. Do you have some big dreams for the future, but you feel stuck in the present? Hi, my name is Dr. Keith Johnson. I'm known worldwide as America's number one confidence coach. I know how you feel. I felt the same way. I wanted to travel the world and speak to thousands of people. I wanted to be a best-selling author. I wanted to be a millionaire, live in a big house, drive nice cars, and make a difference in millions of people's lives around the world. Yet, I was hitting a brick wall. I realized one day what my problem was. I lacked the confidence that was necessary to break through to get me to the next level. When I started to work on building my confidence, everything changed in my life. My influence increased, my income doubled every year for three years in a row, and all my dreams became a reality. And I wanna help you do the same through my five-day Be Confident Challenge. And it's my job in these five days to build 
you into a confidence bulldozer. Tell you gotta register, you better hurry. The last one I did was filled to capacity. So lock into your seat and I'm looking forward to you being there with me. Talk to you later.